1: Business is Boring is made by the spin-off with help from Callahan Innovation.
2: Here's your host, Simon Pound. One year ago, on the second week of this podcast, we had a lovely chap in to talk about a new tech week that was going on. A week to bring together local and international experts to look at how tech can solve today's problems and advance tomorrow's industry. It was a great success, and it's now back for its second outing. To discuss what the week has in store, we are again joined one year later by Patrick McVeigh, General Manager, Business Innovation and Skills at ATeed. Thanks for coming along, Patrick.
1: Thanks for having me again, Simon. So
2: what is Tech Week, if you were having to tell it to a stranger at a barbecue?
1: I think for us, Tech Week is really about celebrating New Zealand's growing technology sector. And I think it's really important when we step back from Tech Week, which obviously is a series of events which are now curated across the country, to really look at some of the factors and drivers behind Tech Week more generally. So one of the things we know is we've now got 28,000 tech-based companies across New Zealand, nearly 100,000 people employed in the sector. We're seeing tech really come through very strongly in terms of New Zealand's economic performance, in terms of how we're creating value as a nation. For Auckland, it's really important. We're about 50% of the sector nationally is based in Auckland. We've added 9,000 new jobs into the sector since 2011. The output per worker is higher than other sectors, and we're really generating growth. And that's really important for us as, a, as an economy when we start to think about the future And we start to think about the fact that technology is not just growing new businesses, it's also disrupting other more traditional industries. So it's important, I think, for New Zealand for our economic future. The idea behind Tech Week is to both sort of celebrate that, but also to highlight the fact that technology and the disruption that it brings is really going to change the way we need to think in the future. And it creates new ways of of value, ways of creating value, creates new opportunities for businesses to grow and for entrepreneurs to thrive. But New Zealand isn't traditionally known as or seen as a tech destination. Um, It previously didn't necessarily appear on sort of lists of global kind of cities or global destinations for technology. But we think that time's changing. And I think that's reflected in where the initial success of Tech Week, the fact that so many people were able to associate with that conversation and get involved in it. And that's also been reflected in how this year, with Tech Week going nationally, you've seen many other cities and regions come on board. So it's great to be back. Um, it's If I was describing it to somebody that hadn't had experience of the sector of the Tech Week program, It's an opportunity to find what interests you, to think about how technology can shape your business, your future, but also how it can deliver that kind of value as we go forward. So it's a great opportunity to network, to learn new stuff, to see cool stuff. Um, And this year, I think when you look across the 15 towns and cities that are involved in Tech Week, you'll find something for everybody but with that underlying theme of New Zealand being a strong destination for technology worker and for businesses to set up and grow.
2: It is something where, you know, if people were to talk about tech's role in the economy, uh,
1: people are always surprised
2: when you tell them that uh, tech and ICT are bigger than film and wine put together, Uh, yet it doesn't have such a big part in the imagination. Um, Are you finding it kind of... Easier the second time round to be getting people to come to New Zealand. Are the conversations getting easier in New Zealand? Really?
1: I think you've seen. Um, there's a couple of dimensions to that, Simon. I think one thing is because tech um, it isn't necessarily a traditional sector. If you just look at ICT or one component of tech. Those boundaries are really blurred and the official statistics don't easily report on what the technology sector actually encompasses, And particularly when you start looking at other companies that you might not necessarily think are a tech company, whether it's Air New Zealand or Fonterra, but where actually tech's really now important to their business model and how they move forward. So we do always, and this isn't just a New Zealand issue, we face a bit of a challenge around the nature of statistics and how they describe the reality of our economy. So that's one aspect. I think the other thing for various reasons over the last couple of years, New Zealand's profile, and certainly for us from an Auckland perspective, we've seen uh, more recognition of um, New Zealand and Auckland as a destination for either the tech worker or for tech companies. Um, you know, some of that's been led by companies that have got global profile, you know, and you need to talk about companies like Xero, Orion Health, how they've actually been able to establish more visibility in that global marketplace. And that gets people asking questions, you know, looking at, at those destinations. That's important, and so that's another thing that starts to build our profile. Then we've started to appear in some of those global indices. There's lots of different global indices that look at innovation-based economies, innovation-driven tech-driven economies. But for us in Auckland, you know, we've seen in the last couple of years, Jones Lang LaSalle recognized Auckland as a new world city, recognized Auckland um, as an innovation-driven economy. We've seen things like the um, World Bank's Better Better Business Index um, highlighting that New Zealand's now seen as the best place to set up and run a business. So I think some of those perceptions globally have been changing. Um, That's assisted by having some of these flagship companies, but also in a context where technology, um, distance isn't a barrier, weightless exports, the ability to access global markets, to access global investment means that we're much more connected to the global economy than we may have been previously. So that sort of helps. And then, if you look at the broader circumstances in terms of the sort of wider social political environment, New Zealand's quite an attractive proposition. We've always been attractive as a destination, as a quality of life city. But you know now you're seeing, whether it's Brexit or post-Trump, the interest in New Zealand as a, as a destination for businesses and for talent. Um, and I think that's also supported by the right type of regulatory framework, uh, some of the right sort of visa conditions in terms of the uh, Sir Edmund Hillary Fellowship, the Global Impact Visas.
2: What are the what are the big themes this year? Uh there are a few things that have carried on from last year. And I see quite a bit of kind of like blockchain in there. What what are the big themes of Tickweek?
1: Well, there's there's a number of things. Like this year, I think it's worth noting that we've gone from nearly sixty events that were around last year in Auckland alone. We're up to probably about a hundred and fifty different events nationally. Uh in Auckland, we're probably looking at around 80 events. So across that spectrum, you're gonna see a wide range of different themes. Um, one of the things that we've talked about as the sort of over, overarching theme is how do you um, bring bright minds together to tackle global issues with local ingenuity? So there's a sort of an overarching theme that we went out with, to say, um, you know, um, what events can we run? You know, what, what are people interested in doing? If you look across the program um, there's some, There are some really interesting things happening across those 150 odd different events. Now, uh, blockchain, uh, obviously a, a real disruptive um, technology, uh, the ability to transform financial markets, financial services in the future. That's something that's come out quite strongly. AR, VR still quite strong. So last year... Um, Tech Week really provided a platform for some momentum around the ARVR space within New Zealand and within Auckland and you'll know that following Tech Week we worked in Auckland with partners to establish the ARVR garage there's now nearly 20 ARVR companies in there so the conversation that took place last year through Magnify that's coming back but also you're now starting to see some activations around ARVR and and the use of the garage that's going to be an important dimension um, one of the other things that we've built into the program this year from an Auckland perspective we were really interested in is the sort of food and tech. Um, so stepping again beyond the sort of traditional notion of techs about ICT to thinking about some of those other industry sectors where tech provides a new opportunity to disrupt
2: Um, What's an example there with uh,
1: food and dick? I'll tell you a a great example, which is very uh, current for us right now, is um, the new food delivery service through Uber. So, um, you know, Uber obviously make weights globally. um, It's really sort of taken off in in New Zealand over the last year or so. um, And now you see that Uber Eats offer also coming into play. That starts to open up, um, you know, consumers much broader than your traditional sort of takeaway. So that's one example. Um, and what's going to be interesting in that food and tech conversation is understanding actually how some other markets have kind of moved ahead in this space um, and, um, you know, whether you're talking about, um, you know, new forms of protein and actually and how um, by creating particularly with vegetable protein, how you can recreate the taste of meat using sort of, you know, technology and science, yeah, et cetera. As which well. is so, so cool. Very, very cool. And, again, potentially very disruptive. And this is Yeah, where- very disruptive
2: to a, a country that's got a lot of – dairy products on it yeah
1: and it's what i think is is interesting there is that those larger players in that space are already starting to acknowledge and to think about what that means and to again look at creating different ways of value Um, the other thing obviously is just from food and tech the the use of sensors and and all things how you can increase crop rotation crop yields etc so there's lots of different dimensions some of which we may be more or less familiar with but that ability to tie that into that conversation about food and tech is quite important something that i'm interested in um how
2: about fintech? Because blockchain kind of goes into that area as well. But I mean fintech's a huge one where New Zealand we like to say things like we were uh the test case for if and we we're yeah. at the front of that curve and we are a lot further along the um cashless society road than a lot of countries. Um, is there a position where we could be
1: a real leader in fintech? So fintech I think is is a really interesting one for New Zealand. Um and it's probably quite a competitive space globally. And I think what we need to be clear on is what's our particular comparative advantages when it comes to fintech. And, um, you know, we have, particularly in somewhere like Auckland, we've got a concentration of those financial and business services companies need to acknowledge that obviously the ownership of many of those probably rests in Australia and elsewhere. And so you need to understand actually the, how their innovation processes work to understand what you could do in a New Zealand context in the fintech space. Um, One area, we we did do some work on this over the last year to look at some of those areas where these technology platforms gave us some comparative advantages. The one thing that does actually emerge that's quite interesting is when it comes to financial payments. And so... Um, not the fintech in its really broad sense, but when we talk about digital payments um, and we have a number of, of companies that are active in that space um, and we've got some skill sets and assets and then you've got all of those environmental factors that you mentioned about good for testing new products and services. You know, we, are, we do have some conditions that work in our favor in that sense. I think the trick with any of these areas is to understand that given these sectors are quite broad and these technology platforms are quite broad, What's the space that you can actually play in? So I think things like blockchain and some of the conversations around fintech that shall undoubtedly take place through Tech Week and beyond. I think the thing we need to keep in mind in all of this is this is about a global marketplace. Where is our unique advantages that we wish to play to? Because we will never be in a scenario where we could just throw money at particular opportunities or challenges. I think we've got to think quite creatively about how we earn our right at the table to create some of those new opportunities.
2: One of the really cool things out of last year was the Digma Idea competition that you guys ran and you popped up with um, the winner. What what's happening with that this year? And is there any update on how uh, the winner went last year?
1: Yep. So uh Digma Idea is one of those projects that 80s really closely involved in and we we also really uh, you know really enjoy that part of the program so we are back um, pleased to say we just closed the second round of applications for digma idea so the competition just um, closed about a week or so ago um, again, ran as a national competition platform for other national partners beyond AT to, to, to be involved. We got nearly 100 applications back. Obviously, the two categories, one youth category, one open category. Um, the judges met for the first time last week to do some of the shortlisting. Um, and, you know, without giving anything away, just looking at some of the ideas that are coming through, we've already seen a step change in the thinking behind the opportunity that the digital economy presents for, for Mari um so that's really exciting and the way that we've designed that this year is um we will be announcing the um 10 companies or ideas that are into the shortlist for Digma idea five for each of the categories They'll be announced um, actually in the next kind of before Tech Week starts. Um, We then have Digi Wananga, which is the weekend where we bring all of those entrepreneurs together. We mentor them through the weekend. We get them to refine their ideas and their pitches, and then we'll end up with a a winner in each category. And those winners will be announced during Tech Week. So we've tied that in to really make sure we make most impact through Tech Week because it really is is a strong and interesting dimension to the program. In terms of um last year and Brittany and her company Kids Coin, um, you know, a great journey that they're continuing to go on. So we used um the Tech Week as a platform for for that company last year. They did their launch. Um, they've been successfully growing, so they're now being used by a number of schools throughout Auckland, but also on some of the Pacific Islands. Uh, they've also spent some time in San Francisco talking to potentially investors and partners. So they're continuing their their journey as a sort of tech company. But we've also had that advantage of, of Brittany as a spokesperson mm. for Digma Idea. Um, You know, her personal story is really interesting in terms of how what she now knows about tech and tech as a platform to enable some of the ideas and to to meet the challenges that she'd addressed, particularly around financial literacy. Um, And one of the things we try to do is make sure that with these various initiatives, we maximize the impact by connecting them into other things. So the the other thing we did last year was Brittany was involved in the tripartite, so the Auckland LA Guangzhou program as well. So um, that's very much the approach. approach we're trying to take this year as well, get some great ideas, help work with those entrepreneurs to get them to the next level.
2: What are some of the speakers that you're most looking forward to?
1: So with, um, you know, 150 odd events, we've got a lot of speakers and a lot of opportunity for speaking and for discussion. One thing that's really strong for us in this year's program is the number of international speakers that are participating. So we're already at over 30 international speakers across the country for the different events. Um, That's gonna be um, really, really exciting partly because if I think about the three to five-year journey for Tech Week, it's going beyond being this a New Zealand celebration to creating a moment where we pull more businesses, more investors, more talent into the country. And so getting some of those international speakers engaged helps us raise the profile of the events. So a couple of them that, that I think will be um, quite interesting. So um, obviously in in blockchain. Um, we've got Vitalik Buterin, who's a Russian programmer that's um, been heavily involved in, in blockchain. I think he's going to be fascinating. Um, in food tech space, Rob Trice, um, who is from San Francisco. He's a founder of the Mixing Bowl which was set up in 2013, actually set up after a visit to Auckland, to New Zealand. So he saw um, some of the advances that we make, particularly in that food innovation space. And then he brought his experience as a VC and an investor, and an experience within the tech world, and started really getting involved in that kind of space in in the US. So he's going to be really fascinating. Um, one of the one of the other speakers that I think will be interesting is there's the Future Realities event that's going to be running, which is really about looking at new technologies and how they shape the way we live, work, and play. And one of the speakers in that um, event, Neil Stevenson, is the American writer and futurist. Um, And so I've read a couple of his books. I think he'll be really interesting. He'll he'll paint an interesting sort of post-industrial view of the future. So, but if you look across the program, you'll see that the speakers participating in nearly every event that are people you may not have heard before. Um, Quite a lot of, we've had really strong engagement of our private sector community in this program. And so what we're finding there is some of the corporates that are getting involved, they're accessing speakers from within their own group, but often speakers from offshore who are bringing their expertise in as well. So what I'd encourage people to do is really look at the website, techweek.co.nz. You'll find a really extensive program and description of all the events that are up there. Um, you, you have an opportunity to look through, to streamline them, find the people that you think will be most interesting to your own needs.
2: Now, you mentioned that it's gone uh, national, which, um, you, you know, being from 18, has uh, had an Auckland focus maybe in the past. Um, why did you you go national and how does that kind of relate to... Uh, the GRID being, GRID AKL, being kind of the heart of the event in Auckland?
1: Mm. So there's a couple of reasons why I think you want to see this as a as a national initiative. So um, tech, as I've said, it's, it's providing new opportunities and disruption across the whole of the New Zealand economy. Um, we're still a relatively small country, and there's huge benefits in cooperating together. And At one level, anything that's good for Auckland is going to be good for for Wellington, for Christchurch, uh, for New Zealand and vice versa. So we wanted this to be something that um, everybody could get engaged and excited about. Um, There are interesting companies, there is interesting initiatives and expertise all over New Zealand. So that's something where we can further raise the visibility of Auckland and of New Zealand as a tech destination by having many other cities participate. Second aspect is it was actually a challenge that was laid down to us. Um, last year, a number of other cities wanted to get involved and they had some things that they wanted to do and they wanted to um, you know be involved in, in the project. And at the high-tech awards at the end of the week, um, which was co- again will coincide with the end of tech week this year, Stephen Joyce, um, kind of, you know, minister laid out the challenge. This has been great. Next year, I'd like to see this as a national initiative. So that provides us with a bit of an impetus to work with some of our existing partners. So um, this year, you know, the program itself is being curated and delivered by NZ Tech. So we've essentially given some of that assets and IP to them and said, if this is gonna be truly national, it needs a national agency, national partner. It means that other cities can engage and directly through NZ Tech, it means that MB, Callaghan, NZTE can all partner at that national level to deliver value. What we've seen this year for us, if I put an Auckland hat back on, as we're obviously a ratepayer funded organization, um, we've actually nearly doubled the activity that will happen in Auckland, but without taking away from the broader national project. So I think it's good for for New Zealand that it's um, an opportunity for this conversation to take place everywhere because tech's growing in Wellington, it's growing in Christchurch, it's growing elsewhere. And as I said at the start, it doesn't have to be just tech businesses, tech's disrupting all of them.
2: And who are you wanting, as a last thought, who are you wanting to come along? Like, can anyone come? Does it cost? Is it free?
1: Can they roll up? Do they have to be a techie? So there's, um, there's all different ways you can get engaged. So some events are paid uh, for and all of the details of those ones that have a uh, an entrance fee associated with them are on the website. Um, many others are free. Uh, and there's also a lot of other sort of just, I guess, general community activation in that sense. So you asked me the question earlier about the role of the grid. So the grid's still really important for for us. Um it's not the only innovation space in auckland, and it's not the only tech space and uh but it is growing and it's growing in significance and scale and um for us, we have um again worked with the with the partners down particularly the bizdojo in the grid to really um activate that space during tech week so once again you'll find Workshops, seminars, uh, food trucks, coffee mornings. So there's a whole different ways that we're trying to use the grid as a key landing point for us for Tech Week. So. I would encourage um, everybody that has an interest um, and they might not have a tech company or they might not be thinking about setting up a tech company, but there's lots of stuff happening that's really interesting and that you can engage with. So I'd say it's for everybody. Um, you need to, you know, choose wisely because there's you'll never try, you'll never do everything. So it's not designed to try and go to every event. You'll kill yourself in the in the time that it's on. So really have a look at the things that look most interesting to you, that you can, you know, you want to form relationships, you want to Networks and, and participate.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for joining us, Patrick McVeigh, General Manager, Business Innovation and Skills at 18. Uh, we look forward to the week. Thank you, Madeline Chapman, for producing and thank you
1: for listening. You've been listening to Business is Boring, presented by Simon Pound and brought to you by the spin off and Callahan Innovation.
0: From the Spin Off Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring, brought to you by Spark Lab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on Spark Lab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto. Jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. The Spin Off Podcast Network.